Welcome to Beading Together, a way of being together while you bead, crochet, walk, drive, bake, bannock, or do today's wordle. We're here to keep you company while you get into flow. So pour some medicine tea, turn up the speakers, and join us and our invited guests at the virtual kitchen table where we'll talk about life from birthing to the end and all things in between. We're recording today on the traditional territory of the Chihilkwayak, the first people of the Chilliwack River watershed, one of the Halkamalem speaking tribes of the Stalo, people of the river. As uninvited guests, we aim to walk gently on the land with respect for the sustainability of the Chihilkwayak culture, lands, and families. We're grateful to be here today. Hi everyone, I'm Lisa Shepherd. I'm known as a Métis beading artist, but just like you, I'm many layered. I'm also a mom, a wife, an auntie, and a person who chooses the day's outfit around the earrings that I really want to wear. In my heart, though, is a deep feeling of the responsibility I carry for future generations. Welcome to the Big Auntie Energy episode, episode four. I'm joined today by my guest host, Vanessa Lesperance who is sitting here across from me with so much big anti-energy that she's literally lighting up the room and fueling all of the electronics. Vanessa, will you please give us your best anti-introduction? Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm so happy to be here co-hosting today's episode. And let me tell you, I'm so excited to talk about big anti-energy <laughs> and to meet all our, our guests today. So Tanche, my name is Vanessa Lesperance and I am a mixed heritage woman. I'm European settler on my dad's side. I'm proud Métis woman on my mom's side, mixed with some Jewish ancestry as well. Me and many of my ancestors are from Treaty 1 territory, otherwise known as Winnipeg, Manitoba, but I've relocated. I've now spent the majority of my life in various parts of the beautiful and gorgeous Coast Salish territory. Similar to you, Lisa, I'm multi-layered. I am a strong social justice advocate. Yes. I am passionate about decolonizing places and spaces. I am uh, an educator, a facilitator, a coach, a friend, a daughter, a niece, and someone who holds a lot of big anti-energy and big anti-love for all folks, especially younger generations. Uh, it's so good to have you here. I was so excited that you said yes to, to co-hosting. You know, I think one of the reasons why I thought of you to come in and guest host with me is you're somebody who fills my cup. Like you just have an energy about you. I just love being around you. You know, I always feel good after an interaction. And, you know, it's you're you're just kind of a really good role model that way. Oh, Lisa, marry me. Uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Is this the first proposal on, on your beating, beating Together podcast? There we go. We might be making history. <laughs> so big anti-energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I would love to know, just to get us started, Lisa, why why was it important for you to have an episode on this topic? I'm I I have my guesses and my and my reasons, but I would just love to hear from you. Like why why this? Topic? Yeah, thank you for asking that. I mean, I think we all carry big anti energy within us, and I feel like there's so many times that that. Mm, today, maybe we feel like we have to look 
outside of ourselves mm-hmm. to find energy. Mm-hmm. But we really don't. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's in us. Um, you know, we need to take care of it. We mm-hmm. need to fuel it. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to fill our cups that way so that so that we have something to give to others. But I think that really it's at the heart of everything that I hope to do. You know, it's it's a thing that I can leave in this world to help um, make the world a better place, I think. And it's so simple. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that am I making it too big and not and broad? I, but I, I love that, Lisa, especially how you said, you know, we don't always have to look outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think not not to invalidate our, our teachers because they're so important. But yes. we do have an, an inner power, that inner anti energy within within all of us and we can tap into that so yeah I think that's such a beautiful and important reminder I know for myself that I feel like when I connect with older people and I learn from them really what happens is they help me to recognize something that is there inside mm. that was always there inside but when I hear their stories, when I hear their lived experiences, that's when I go, oh, me too, mm. or that feels familiar, mm-hmm. or I can tap into that because that's there, you know, deep down in my heart, I know that that lives there. And I think that our responsibility as aunties is to make ourselves available, accessible to others so that we have the ability to help them see inside as well to what's already there in them. Oh, I love it, Lisa. Mm-hmm. You you touched on it too, but what I would love to hear from you and uh, from our guests today as well, but what are some things you do to tap into your inner uh, anti-energy? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, you know, listening and, and talking to, to uh, uh, older ones, and that gives you some, some wisdom and, and encouragement and reminder. Um, is there anything else you do? Yeah, like always looking for something that is familiar. And, you know, and I lo- like the word familiar comes from family, right? Like there's that mm-hmm. connection. So always that, um, you know, and then just self-care. Like for me, I you know, of course, I enjoy beating. That's yeah. that's my happy space that's your is, thing. is to be doing that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, also, um, I, I've talked about this a lot of times on this podcast is escaping to the forest. You know, that's a place where I get a lot of energy is just that connection back mm-hmm. to the land. Mm-hmm. Um, a new one for me is is meditating. Like I am I, I'm not doing an advertisement for the Calm Sleep app, but like get the Calm Sleep app. <laughs> it's really good. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many amazing meditations and just taking a few minutes each day to like sit and be with ourselves and be quiet mm-hmm. and, you know, just feel that deep connection that we have with all of nature and to feel good about the space that we're in. Love that. Uh, what about you? What do I do to tap yeah, in? What do you do? You know, it's funny how you, how you mentioned, you know, talking to, to elders and listening to their stories um, and just like listening and hearing from from the wise ones. And that's a, a good reminder for you. Um, I was thinking about this as well. And for me, Lisa, like finding about finding out about my own Métis lineage and mm. my ancestry, because um, I wasn't raised with my Métis heritage. Right. And so this is only something I discovered in, in my mid 20s. And then as as our family started to, to explore and discover our, our ancestry, 
uh, we discovered that one of our ancestors married Louis Riel's sister. Oh, wow. And which would have made him part of the resistance. Right. And he was actually one of the, the folks that brought uh, um, Riel's body back from Saskatchewan back to Manitoba after right. he was uh, assassinated. And, um, and so just reminding myself, like, yeah, you come from a line of, like, warriors and, you know, resistors. And yes. so... And, and so in moments where I'm like doubting myself or just losing my confidence, I'm like, no, like, remember who you come yes, from, right? Right. And so then that helps me to be like, yeah, okay, I'm doing this from, from my ancestors. I'm drawing from their energy, from their strength. And, and that really helps me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We've got that connection going back through all these generations, right? I mm-hmm. mean, we connect directly to, to our mothers who connect to their mothers mm-hmm. who connect to their mothers, you know, and just we have that strength. And we and I think that we have those those experiences those memories they're part of us yeah totally I really believe that I 100% agree yeah awesome as an auntie laughter or crying that's a good one Lisa that's hard I you know what I think it's it's both I can't choose it has to be an and and right uh, because crying is such good medicine Mm -hmm. And I feel that in our Western colonized world, we're taught to hide emotions, to suppress them. Um, they're certainly not welcome in the workplace. So right. um, we're, we're asked and taught to, to um, you know, ignore that, that part of ourselves. But sometimes you just need to cry and it's good medicine. Yeah. And especially to have that release. And even even right now, you're like, ah, you heard yes. your exhale, you know? Totally. And it, it just feels so good, and especially if you're in a circle with women. And yeah. just to have that freedom to express yourself and to cry, I think that's so healing. Um, you know, it just it's just like it's just a river. Um, rivers are healing, and we have rivers, river, rivers from our eyes. But on the flip side, there's nothing better than a good belly laugh, too, you know, yes. and laughter is good medicine. So I think um, aunties can can do both um, uh, at the same time and at the same time. <laughs> there is nothing better than the cry that becomes laughter that becomes laughing so hard that you cry. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, totally. And if you can disturb the neighbors doing it all the better. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so what can you comment on regarding auntie in the blood kin sense mm. versus auntie in the cultural context? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think um, in terms of uh, the blood sense. I love that culturally we really um, promote and embrace uh, aunties and uncles who aren't necessarily blood related to us, yes. right? And it's a, ter- a term that's widely used um, uh, that we use for just older ones, for respected ones um, that aren't necessarily our blood kin. And I love that because I personally don't have um, I don't have any brothers or sister- sisters, so that means I won't ever be like a, an auntie by blood to anyone yeah however i take so much uh comfort and love the fact that i can be an m an auntie to so many people you know and i can fill that role and it doesn't have to be a a designated um family family role uh quote unquote so um, yeah maybe that's part of the modern day metis story really Mm. in in the sense what i mean by that is that 
families used to be really, really big families. Like that, you know, that was kind of commonplace. And so therefore you would have a lot of, you know, blood kin nieces, nephews, but Mm -hmm. that's not the way that it is all the time anymore. You know, we can have, you know, families that have just, you know, one child in it. So therefore, you know, we look, I think we, we connect, we have to connect to those people in our communities. They, it solidifies that family connection with them. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it also reinforces the fact that we are all connected. We're all interconnected, you know. So um, all all uh, our Indigenous relations and our Métis relations, we're, we're all kin, whether it's through blood or not. So yes. and that's also a good reminder that uh, we don't necessarily have to be blood to know that we're still all connected. Yeah. Yeah. And also that an auntie doesn't have to be only feminine. Right, mm, all genders. Can, yeah, all can genders. The, yeah, the, the auntie and the uncle spirit yeah. too. So we want to give a shout out to our gender diverse folks and mm-hmm. make sure that they know they're in the right place here today, listening oh, to this. A hundred percent. And whether yeah. whether you're two spirited, trans, cis, no matter how you identify, I think we we all embody both the um, both the the masculine and feminine, or auntie and uncle energies, and we can all tap into that and harvest that. So yeah. really, yeah. It, it's this is a, a topic that's for for all peoples and, and all genders. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What would you say when you think anti? What are anti characteristics? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think it's funny. I think um, there's there's a spectrum. Just how you know you mentioned in in your in your intro, you're you're multi multi layered, and yeah. I think there's multi layers when it comes to to anti-characteristics or anti-energy. And so for me, on one spectrum, there's like the fun-loving, have a good laugh, um, you know, tell your secrets too. Yes. Uh, maybe maybe your auntie lets you get away with naughty things or things you're not supposed to, you know. So mine I- doesn't. <laughs> Oh, mine does. I got a, okay, I got a good story. <laughs> um, oh, so did you just say I have a good story? I do. About oh. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get to okay. that. So, on on the one spectrum, it's the the fun loving, confide in. Um, so to me, that that's one one spectrum of big anti energy, and the other is you need to come correct otherwise your auntie will correct you so oh, fast yes. and you know and and that anti-energy that's about wisdom and guidance and um you know just helping you you walk a, a good way um and, and and correction coming from a place of love of, yeah right of it's never a mean correction i mean it's always coming from a place of love yeah but yeah. uh yeah if if you need to be sm- smartened up then uh she, she'll let you know you better smarten up <laughs> yes. you know but all coming from a place of love yeah. for sure yeah. yeah 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 and i feel like you know i think about my aunties and i think about um you know definitely there are people that i can go that i could always go to that i wouldn't necessarily choose to go to mom or dad mm-hmm. first right yeah, like yeah. it was always safe to go and talk to totally. auntie yeah, yeah yeah and I remember a time um as a young adult asking a particular auntie and uncle like okay is she wait she's not your sister okay is she your no well is he your brother no no Lisa they're not actually blood what yeah Yeah. what like I grew up really believing that they were my blood 
totally relations and you know what i love about that uh, lisa to me it's like tell me you're metis without saying me you're metis, metis. <laughs> and same with my my family so um uh my mom and my two aunties uh were from my uh grandpa who's metis yeah and um but again they weren't raised with the culture the heritage or something my grandpa kept very um secret and yeah. uh, uh kept to himself however in talking to one of my aunts she would say you know there would be so many adults coming over to the house and they would call all of them like auntie or uncle, you know? And mm. so that was just one way. So looking back, she's like, oh yeah, that's that's how we knew. Some of them would bring fiddles and then they would be playing music in yes. the kitchen. Um, she remembers one auntie uh, would be jigging in, in the kitchen, you know? But they never made the, the connection or association. Oh, we're, this is Métis culture, right? right like this is, right. yeah. So it was never explicitly shared, but um, yeah, so just going back to yeah just calling uh folks that you know adults uh, auntie and uncle i thought that was mm-hmm. really beautiful that they they did that and that was passed on to me too so. and what an incredibly supportive way you know as a child to be just surrounded by a whole community of auntie and uncles mm-hmm. that are caring for you keeping their eyes out for you and making corrections when they need to and drawing you in and and giving you unconditional love totally yeah yeah i love that yeah. So I would love to hear from you. What are some characteristics you associate with, with big anti-energy? Yeah, I mean, all of the things that you said for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as an auntie, I just always want to be a safe person for people, for younger people that I, I love and care about mm-hmm. to come to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's important always to be reaching out to them. If I haven't heard from somebody for a while... They can expect to get a message, a phone call, a text, you know, haven't heard from you for a while. So I think that always being on the lookout is is a big part of, for me, of being a good auntie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Keeping their, um, their wellness in mind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which means having to have mine in mind yes. as well. Yes. Right? It needs to come from somewhere. Totally. Yeah. And that goes back to the importance of of self-care that you mentioned earlier and Mm -hmm. just knowing, making sure that we're also filling our own cups. Yeah. Um, I think especially for a lot of women, we tend to to give and and pour. You know, we have an outpouring of love and our time and our energy. And um, it's just as important we take time to to refill our own cups. Yeah, we really do. And I think as well, like as an anti- um, it's not just necessarily connection with people directly, but I know for myself, I'm, I'm also, I feel I'm in an anti-role by the time that I contribute to my community, you know, by, by being a volunteer, by, you know, stepping up to leadership positions when, when needed. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a big part of taking care of the whole village, mm-hmm. you know, as best we can. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. And I think, and again, like when, when doing that, because that's so rooted in love and it's so easy to give so much of ourselves in doing that work, mm-hmm. right. And working with community. Um, again, it's also important to know, and it's okay to also take time for self too. Yes. And it's not selfish and it's not, um, 
it's not being self-serving because I think some for some some folks there's guilt associated with it yes but I encourage people just to remind yourselves that compassion for self isn't selfish it's needed to continue that outpouring for community for family for your loved ones absolutely in the same way that we want to take care of young people around us there's that young person that lives inside us that we need to take care of as well right and say it's okay you know I'm You're in good hands. We've got this, you know. Have you had a glass of water? Have you had something healthy to eat? Totally. You need to get some more sleep. Yeah, so you're going to bed on time. (laughs) That's right, yeah. (laughs) Is this past your bedtime? Yeah, we need to ante ourselves for sure. So we were talking about some anti-characteristics, and so we're having a little bit of fun with this episode. Um, We're inviting anybody who would like to play along. You can go to our Facebook page, and we'll have the link in uh, the show description. And if you choose to, you can download one of the four bingo cards and play along with us as we go through this episode. When you hear a word on your bingo card said, dab it, cross it out, circle it, uh, you know, get a straight, get four corners, you know, whatever you choose to do, you're in charge, have fun with it. Um, If you're going to listen to the episode with a beating circle, Everybody grab a bingo card. Mm-hmm. Let's have some fun with this episode. And you know what I was thinking too, Lisa? It might even be fun. I, I envision like a group, like a beating circle. If everyone has some tea, you could even turn it into a drinking game, right? You hear you hear a word, <laughs> take a sip of your tea. All right. Okay. You can dab your card, then take a sip of your tea. Drink Drinking games. Yeah. We we know who the naughty na- the naughty auntie is <laughs> in said, this pair here. I said here. tea. I said tea. Jeez, yeah, but, Lisa. But there's also a quiz that yes. we gave to our guests. Yes, there is. And um and so we've we'll put the quiz up as well. So if people want to take the anti-energy quiz, they can do that. Um so our guests have taken the quiz mm-hmm. and they've delivered their scores to us so we know where they're at. Now Vanessa, did you do the quiz? I sure did. Yeah. yeah. So How'd you for do? for folks listening, it's a you just self-score. It's just totally for fun, right? So just for some some laughs and giggles. It's out of twenty-one, so you can score yourselves out of a scale of one to twenty-one to see how big a uh, big anti-energy you get. Mine was actually compared to everyone else. I think I got the lowest. I got seventeen. And some I'm a truthful anti. Yeah, I'm truthful. <laughs> And what's shocking, I don't know why or how this is, but it's it's all like the bad things I didn't get points for, like taking them to a party or talking to youth about sex. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, all right. No, didn't get points for that. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a little surprised. Um, how about you, Lisa? How did yeah, you do? So I got 19 out of 20, but I'm not going to lie. I think I, I kind of. I think I kind of cheated. Well, because but but let me explain. Okay, so I also have not snuck a niece or nephew into a movie or place they shouldn't have gone to, and I've not dropped them off at a party. So those were two that I didn't do. Okay. Um, however, I did score. Where is that one here? It was one uh, about snagging them uncles. <laughs> Are you good at snagging them on Well, I gave myself a point, but okay. but okay, but here's my justification. I gave myself a point only because I snagged an uncle 29 years ago you and he's it. still here. Count it. You so get a point I thought for that, that was a good snag. Yeah, that's that's a right? good Right? So like snagging yeah. days are done. However, and, you know, he and, stuck around. So and you know what? I admittedly I gave myself a point for that too, but I'm still single, so I don't know how good my <laughs> snagging skills actually are. But I'm like, no, I'm still giving myself a point for that. Is this an advertisement? Yes. 
you know, Valentine's Day isn't that far away. At <laughs> least I figured this is in case there's any uncles listening. Shout out. So, so Valentine's Day. So is it chocolate, jewelry or tea? All the above. Yes. With some beaded earrings, With please. some beaded earrings. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I have to say the earrings that you're wearing tonight or today is they're spectacular. Well, thank you for noticing. Should yeah. I How t- could I not notice? <laughs> <laughs> They go down to my waist. They do, so, yeah. Uh, shout out to Indie City for uh, the the beautiful earrings. If you check out their their Instagram, you'll find them. But yeah, yeah. love love these earrings. I'm, I'm wearing Inuk 360 earrings, so they're the, they're the seal skin. Um, edged with turquoise beads and heart-shaped, which just felt right for today's episode. You know what? I saw she just did a release, too. I think it's for Valentine's Day. It's um uh, with red beading. So seal skin with red beading and, like, all different designs. Yeah. I there are so many beadwork artists mm-hmm. putting Valentine's earrings up on Instagram. Like, it's honestly, it's my favorite thing to do when I just want to spend time, scroll through and just look. It's like... I don't know. It's like dessert. Just looking at all these. There's so much talent out there. Totally. Yeah. Um, going back to our antiquities, yes. I would love to know from you, Lisa, because I took a peek at, mm-hmm. at your scores. Oh, you're reading upside down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw that you gave yourself a point for giving life advice to a youth that they actually listen to. I yeah. would love to know what's if you if you can recall what's some life advice you've given to to youth that they've taken to heart. Mm. Yeah, so so a few come to mind. Um, I'm so lucky that the work that I do with beadwork, I get to sit and do this work with a lot of young people, mm. and I think it's just a wonderful opportunity to sit and do something that we both love. And when you just are in flow and chatting, you really get to know each other well. And I've had a lot of um, youth that I that call me auntie mm-hmm. sit with me and share big life considerations. And I think that the trick is not to give advice. Mm. And so I remember one time having one of the young people that that I love, um, who was very very young at the time tell me that she was considering her and her and her boyfriend were considering having a baby and I just listened Mm -hmm. and you know then I talked about um what that's what that was like for me Mm -hmm. and all of the gifts that have come with it but by talking about it in a very open and honest way that wasn't dishing out advice Mm -hmm. I think that she really heard the truth in it mm-hmm. and she kind of came full circle around and recognized that there were other things that she wanted to do at that juncture in her life, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the big, the big part was just listening, really listening and having an open heart and um, not saying what to do because I, I didn't that. think that was my place to say what to do but it was my place to share my experience and you know what what my guess is I don't know but what my guess is is when youth or young people come to us and you know or or debating something or or just having questions and when we're able to sit listen without judgment and not explicitly offer advice 
it really allows them to see that we trust them to make the right decision for themselves mm-hmm. you know that they mm-hmm. have um wisdom with within themselves to make the right decision and i think that probably serves to help boost their own confidence to know okay yeah this this auntie or this uncle is is trusting me i can come to them they'll hear me out and i'm also being trusted to make the, the right decision yes. so and and i'll also say as well vanessa that that i've also had it where you know, one of the ones that I love has confided in me before talking to their parents that they, you know, that they are pregnant mm. and that they wanted some advice mm-hmm. and they were scared to talk to a parent. And, you know, just being able to help them to understand that they are loved unconditionally and that they will be safe and everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to make sure that they really, really hear that and they feel that, you know, you're wrapping around them and, and they're to support them. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. What I'm really sensing from this is, especially when we use the term anti in a a cultural um, sense, it really speaks to community, right? Because it's a community coming together, a community helping to raise and guide youth. And it's not just the the nuclear family, so to speak, which is so normal in in Western Western society, but really it's a a whole responsibility for the entire community Mm -hmm. to raise the next generation. So I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Vanessa, our first guest is Kiskino Humakweo Esqueo, Heather Meyer. She's a dedicated midshift teacher and has been teaching for over 26 years. She's a loving and fierce auntie who does not mess around when one of her loved ones needs her. So welcome, Heather. Welcome. Please, please introduce yourself. Oh, hi, hi. Uh, I thank you for that, that lovely introduction. Um, you know, I just, uh, I'm just so humbled. I'm so humbled and, and honored to be able to sit with you all today. And, uh, um, I'm sitting not with you at this table, but from my home, um, where I'm living currently with my mom and my dog on the unceded territories of Musqueam and Snohomish and Tisleiwetuth, in which we're very humbled to be living on these beautiful lands. And, having the responsibility to be uh, taking care of all my relations. And uh, it's an honor to sit with you. And, and it's, uh, I can't wait to be able to share with you what little I know. Um, you know, what I can share today, I walk with very humbly, humbly and, and from many, many, um, you know, teachers, Right, and elders uh, that I have been blessed to meet along the way, and um, to sit with you and and to learn from one another, mm. right, and stepping in um, to really, you know, feeling and listening to our own journeys about auntie, right, yeah. and uh, that role, um, you know. What is that role, past, present, and future? So I wish that listeners could have seen the look that we gave each other there. (laughs) Because, (laughs) Heather, when you said, um, I'm here to share what little I know, Mm -hmm. Vanessa and I looked at each other across the table with, 
you know, just uh, <laughs> because it's that's just such an anti way, like just the way that you said that is just beautiful. Uh, and yeah, for me, that look, um, Heather, this is the first time you and I've met. And before we started to re record when you joined, um, just the energy, the love, the wisdom is just, um, it's palpable. And it's I can feel it through through the screen. So um, I know you're you're joining us with so much humility, but I sense that you you have so much to, to offer and share. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to our chatting and our little circle we have here. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. she does have a lot to share. She she scored very high on the anti energy yep. quiz. <laughs> that, was, that, that was that was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot. Of did fun. you did you laugh out loud? Oh, oh my gosh, a few times. Oh, that's good. That's good. And I have and yeah and, and I reached out actually to my niece around that too and I asked her to share some story and I reached oh. out to my other niece for her to kind of share a story because I felt like you know if I'm going to share a story you know um I, I need to reach out to the ones my loved ones too yeah. and um you know when I think back you know I you know I'm, I'm a descendant from the Red River yeah. right I'm uh a descendant of uh, Mary Cree and 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 James Inkster right so you know, I feel them with me too, right? Wherever we go, our ancestors are with us, right? So, um, you know, reaching out today when I had a smudge on the on the patio, like in a prayer, right? Calling our ancestors in, and um, I, I I wanted to share that with you today. And yes, please. And, you know, I I had the uh, the opportunity to, to talk with just before we came on here, with Auntie with Stella. You know, and she gave me some really good words to share that I um, I really want to share with you with you both too. Yes. So yeah. So I love I, that you that you connected with one of your nieces and you connected with your own auntie. And I imagine it was probably pretty special being able to talk about the relationship. You know, what is it to be an auntie and and you know to have that conversation because you don't always talk like that to people, right? That that's right, and you know, and it's it's a role that um you know auntie uh was was sharing with me you know in the old times you know auntie supported mom in the community and mother when she was raising all her kids you know um uh, if the kids were you know misbehaving it, it was auntie that mm -hmm. that stepped in mm -hmm. right yes. and um and then you know um shared with them a teaching if necessary and so forth and um and it was the cookums that if there was a knowledge or somebody that you needed to go to, you would go to, to grandma, right? To, yes. To cookum. And so, you know, and it's just, you know, how things just sort of line up. And I, and I thanked um, auntie because, you know, these teachings um, and, and we, we all need to, to be able to feel them and embrace them because I don't own these teachings. And so that timing of being able to connect with her, because she lifts me, you know, in so many ways. Mm. And, uh, and she will set me straight if I need yes. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, but her love, right. Mm. And, and her humor. Oh my goodness. You know, that's what, what, you know, comes to mind when I'm, when I'm sitting with you right now and speaking to my nieces and, and friends and colleagues too, mm -hmm. who, you know, shared with me like, oh my gosh, you're my auntie. And I, and I was like, 
well, tell me more about that. You know, <laughs> how, you know how, how did I, how did I, you know, um, what, what is that? And what know? did they but, say? Well, one colleague of mine said, you, you provide that, that space. I can come to you. Mm. I can come to you and see how this, you know, these, the, the notion of anti is a someone safe, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we will bring you in and keep you safe and share what we can uh, of teachings. And if you're off, you know, the path, we'll bring you back, right? And so um, my one uh, colleague said, said to me that it, that it was that space. When you provide space for someone that's, that's safe, and just allow them to be themselves, no, no matter who you are, just to, to be able to sit and to let your emotions flow, right? Mm. That you I, will be supported. I love this and it touches on so much we've already been talking yeah, about. Yeah. It's just like honoring our emotions, community, providing that guidance when and where needed. Well, um, and I'm here so, reciprocity too, right? Yeah. Like she gives to her to her nieces, she she gets from her auntie. Like there's a circle there, totally. right? Totally. It's yeah, it is a big circle. Heather, yes. I would love yes. to know because you said you were you were talking to your own auntie before this episode. What's a, a teaching or a lesson that you've received from her? Oh my gosh, uh, gosh. Uh, well, so in a in a in a Métis community sense, right? Auntie, like Stella, she has taught. I would say she has just taught me something very very important, and something that I continue to learn. That I think that. As uh, Mitch, if we ha- we need to continue to do this, and that's learning the language. Yes, right, learning our language because mm-hmm. that is where we're from. Mm-hmm. That language comes from the land, the the language that we learn, the Michif language, and uh, she speaks Cree, so it's mm-hmm. it's it resonates with me because um, my ancestors who were displaced uh, in northern Saskatchewan from a small community there, Grosseler, um, spoke fluent Cree. And then I asked, I asked uh, my my elder Wanhi, can you what you know? I'm so drawn to to wanting to speak more um, uh, Cree and learn Michif and in everyday life, you know, not just you know going to to schools and so forth. Like what you know in everyday life. And he goes, well, that's because that's in your blood, mm-hmm. that's your blood memory. Yes, mm-hmm. you can't can't fight that, you know. Yeah. And nobody, nobody can fight the blood memory that is in each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, and people have, but yeah. it's, but it's wow. not, but it doesn't, I don't, I don't believe that we feel whole right. when we fight that, right? Yes. Yeah. Very, yeah. very true. So it's, it's being able to seek out, um, know what you're asking for. What is your intention? Uh, when when you're learning and 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 keeping your eyes you know really aware and and keeping your ears you know open and hearts Mm -hmm. right and and those teachings will come you know they will come yeah maybe that's Part of our role as aunties is encouraging people to um, tap in and listen to that blood memory and yes. not not tune it out, like you said, Lisa, because yeah. some folks don't tune into it. 
Um, and I think that's what my my papa did. He didn't tune in, right? He wanted to, to forget his Métis ancestry, and so he didn't tap into that that blood blood memory, right? Yeah. So I feel it's part of my my um, duty and honor to to remember and acknowledge and reclaim uh, not only for him but for for all my ancestors to really um, yeah connect to that blood memory as you say yeah Heather. I mean it's it's our identity mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. our identity if part of our identity is missing it's not replaced with anything else and if we try to replace it with something else it's probably not going to be with anything that's helpful or good yeah you know in order to be whole people we need to you know, recognize our own identity and to sit with that and to be comfortable with it and then to move to a place of celebrating it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Now well, you said, have, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, we have, so we have a responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, to, to share that to our future. Yes. We, we need to, you know, pass this along um, because we were once known as you know as the forgotten people and that is no longer Mm -hmm. that is no longer Mm -hmm. i agree with you Mm -hmm. we have that responsibility to pass this along and that's and that's why we continue to listen We, we continue to be humble and respectful and bring in what we can share um and pass pass it along and that's what i do for now, my nieces. You you said that you reached out to your niece and that she had a story. Is it something that she that she wanted you to share here today? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, absolutely, and that's why I ask permission. Yes, you know, of course. Share these stories and and um, you know, uh, my niece. I have permission to to use her her name, Mackenzie. Okay. Mackenzie. Um, Hi, she's Mackenzie. She's a very <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a very resilient, resilient uh, young lady. She just turned twenty two, and um, she, you know, is has always been resilient. Always had. She was born into the world this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and in two thousand nineteen, her mother made her journey to spirit, spirit world and. She, um, you know, reached out to me in a way that not necessarily with her words, but with our hearts. And so when I am with her, um, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll bring up memories, right? We'll talk and sit together about her mom and, and, uh, she goes, I don't remember that. I, I don't remember that. Yeah. So there's a lot of, there's some, some, some memories there that was, it's hard for her, but she loves learn, listening to them. Yeah. So in a healing way, that's really good of sharing some memories with her. Mm. And then last night I asked her, or not last night, a few nights ago, but she shared, she goes, she goes, you know what I remember? I remember going and sitting with mom and you, and we were sitting in this little sushi place. <laughs> She loves sushi. And she goes, and I remember how having the two of you, you know, and how we were sharing something together. Like we felt so strong together, mm-hmm. right? We felt so good together. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she talked about that feeling, you know, of, of, of that's love. Yeah. You know, having that love, mm-hmm. having, having those moments of 
of cherishing, cherishing those moments. And as, as auntie, I was so happy that she shared that with me because that is something that she did remember, right? So in that sense, when I, when I share with her memory, when I share with her, you know, culture, when I share with her, it's, it heals her memory. Mm-hmm. Something yeah, as simple as having lunch together, right? It was more than just filling your bellies. Right? And it's so, so and, much more. Yeah, because it's it's the it's the stories and it's the sharing. And Heather, I appreciate what you're saying so much because my mother also passed, um, crossed mm-hmm. over to the spirit world in, in 2014. And and I so value like I've always been close to my own aunties and and appreciate and love them. But even more so now when they share stories about my mom and, you know, their upbringing and things that they remember, it helps it helps me to just feel connected to my mom still. And I'm getting misty eyed talking. I know you're talking. making me misty too. <laughs> <laughs> um, tears are medicine, remember. Yes, are. But uh, yeah, so this is just, yeah, um, making me remember my, my own experiences with my aunts. And, um, and aunts are just so valuable. We need to cherish our aunties. Yeah. yeah, Heather, you're you're making me think as well something that I wanted to to talk to you about, and that's you and I are we're both in the situation of being an anti sandwich, aren't we? Oh like yeah. We've got young people that we look out for, yeah. And we've got the older generation that we're caring for at the same time. You feel Very that? Good. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the, Role is is uh, ageless, right? Like it doesn't it doesn't choose the age as an auntie, you know. Mm-hmm. In the the Western sense, it's it is it's you're when you step into that role of being an auntie, you it's a caring role. Yeah, right? it's it's um, you know just like Auntie Stella was talking about how it's you know in the past it, in community you would be running around and making sure the kids and helping supporting mum. Yes. Well, we're still doing that in that yes. in this in this in this way, right? And uh, it's a caring nature. And what an honor to be able to and do that, honor. right? Mm-hmm. An right. absolute honor to be able to do that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But and how? My, but how do you? Yeah. How do you not? Like, where do you draw from? I mean, we in that position, we're so much at risk of of burning out of becoming very tired mm-hmm. and so how do you feel, fuel your own energy what do you do for you well it's it's connecting to to family members it's it's connecting and hearing and laughter yes <laughs> I, I, you know um and you know it reminds me of the the questionnaire you know talking um to a loved one um uh, and you can be sharing tears one minute and then belly laughing laughing yeah, you yeah, know yeah, that, yeah that laughter is is medicine um and my brother makes me laugh so hard like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean he's always been able to do that um it reminds me of my niece uh laura lee um who i have permission to share too she uh um you know she she um remembers and has uh, memories also uh, of, of my, my, my sister. And, uh, but something that, that Laura Lee and I share is also that, that belly laugh that uh, my sister, you know, 
has like like it was it's that belly laugh um i'm gonna i'm crying one minute but the next minute i'm 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 laughing yeah and that laughter is so 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 important mm -hmm. yeah. um even when we're grieving you know yes and, you know lisa it's like when like how my method is sitting with people who i who who are in my circle and we can do that for one another we can we can release yeah but and we can bring in the laughter right so yeah. that, that's why it's medicine that's why it's it's medicine you know so yeah yeah i, I believe that when we're that when we're grieving that um you know, our loved one's spirits can hear that laughter. Mm. You know, oh. they know that we're okay, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, we have to grieve, but but it's okay for them to hear some laughter and to know that we're okay. You know, it's funny. I think some of them, the times where me and my family, my aunt specifically, when we've had the biggest laughs together is when we were coming together to mourn the loss of a family yeah. member. So we're, we're grieving, we're mourning. And then somehow it, it shifts and we're just, just tears are falling down our, our faces from laughter, from laughing so hard, from maybe like sharing a, um, talking about a story or sharing a memory or something. And so it, it all belongs, right? And I think yeah. it's all beautiful. Because you're remembering a whole person, mm -hmm. a whole life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're complex. Our lives yeah. are complex. Yeah. They're full of sadness. They're full of joy. So it makes sense. Totally. Yeah. 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 So tell me about a time that you were a mama bear, because I saw on your quiz that you you highlighted uh, that you turn into a mama bear if anyone comes for your family or friends. And I have not seen that side of you. I Heather. can see there's a mama bear inside. Yeah, I can see. Oh, I, yeah. I don't doubt it, but yeah. I haven't seen it, though. I haven't seen. Well, maybe I haven't come for anyone. <laughs> I don't want That's to. Right. Yeah, I think. I think, you know, uh, when I think about, um, oh, when I think about, um, oh, I'm going to share in two, in, in, in two places where, where that has happened. And it was in my role as an Indigenous success teacher, for sure, um, sitting at certain tables where, um, you know, you're, the work that, that we do uh, in, within Indigenous education is dismantling, you know, and, yeah. and uh, uh, decolonizing. And there yeah. are some tables that you sit at and that auntie voice is straight up right there mm. and and i listen i am respectful but um you know when our voice needs to be heard and said it will be said yes and it's yes. not always an easy role to be in mm. like you don't become the most popular person in the room no nope. but you uh, know you're in mama okay. bear mode yeah that's and, okay. and i have to give a shout out to whoever yeah. came up with that title indigenous success teacher like that's oh, just so refreshing okay. <laughs> yeah well, it is about success it is that's absolutely what, that's what we're grasping for yeah. you know it, it's um towards reconciliation it's towards understanding um that you know we are resilient we are going to continue there is nothing stopping us mm -hmm. and uh you know sometimes we do need to push push back Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. As aunties, we know how to do that. Yes, when it's necessary when that when we have to do that. Um, but uh, I, you know, I think about and, and that happens. It happens. I'm always protective over my, you know, my family members where, wherever I am. And sometimes it's not about words; it's about presence. It's just presence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that silence 
when you're sitting with somebody who has misstepped um, is enough mm. at times. And uh, there are teachings around that too, of silence. Mm. It's very, 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 very powerful. Yeah. And uh, so that's, that's what I can share with you. And when, when it comes to, I can think of a time when I, when my niece, um, Mackenzie, when there was a person who I, I knew, but she didn't know, um, was misstepping and a voice came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and sometimes, like you said, yeah, Lisa, like it may seem hard, but it just, it just comes out. Yeah. I can't, I can't stop that. That just flows through you. Yeah. And, uh, and that's okay. Well, because that's like you okay. said, it's, co- it's coming from a sense of responsibility. Yeah. Right? It, like you take yeah. the role seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I have not been arrested. So there you go. <laughs> Yes, yes. You haven't been arrested yet, yes. Heather. I, know, I, know, I, know my, I have my go-to people. I know they're going to bail me out. Heather, on that I'll note, yeah. Heather, on that note, I would love to hear. I sense, I, I have a feeling, just based on what we're talking about, and I love what you're saying, but what would you, what's your definition of big anti-energy? Yes. How would you define, yeah, good question. define that? Uh, truth teller. Hmm. Um, Respectful, walking with humility, um, walking with courage, mm. respect, love. Um, yeah, responsibility, laughter. These the, these are the words that that come to mind. That's but in sort of encompasses that energy. That's what we walk with, is that energy of big anti-love, you know, energy. Mm-hmm. And it is energy because sometimes you can't, you can't see it, but you feel it. You know, uh, yeah. you know, as humans too, like we, you know, have to see it to believe it sort of thing. But not, that's not always there. That energy that we talk about, you feel it. You see it, you yeah. live it, you breathe it. Lisa, I, 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 I think we heard like a whole bunch of bingos. <laughs> <laughs> you listed off um, some keywords there. Bingo, and I'm pretty bingo, sure yeah, I could hear bingo, bingo. Yeah. Awesome. Bingo. <laughs> awesome. Heather, yeah, thank good. you so much. You've shared so it's, much. It was so here. good. Fantastic. Is there anything mm-hmm. else that you'd like to add? Let's do this again. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and, and let's pick up the beads. I'd, yeah. love, I'd love to be able to do that again, you yeah. know, and, uh, to sit together again. And I, I thank everyone, everyone involved here um, to bring, you know, these, these, uh, the, the po- podcasts together like this, you know, this is medicine. Mm, so I thank, thank everyone you. involved here. Um, Aaron, are you there in the back? Thank yeah, you. There's our producer. And, and there's yeah. Matthew, our sound engineer. Matthew, thank you yeah. so much for being a part of this because I, I also shared with, with Lisa too that these podcasts are, are so precious. They're 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 so beautiful because you know, whoever is listening, you know, um if 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 it's if these words that we share are to be of service, right? And 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 if 
we can share something that can lift one person or go aha to another you know we're doing we're doing the work we're, yeah. we're doing right and um we may never know who they are or when they hear or maybe it will come later in time and these podcasts might be listened to like way down in the future we may never know but thank you mm. thank mm. you for beautiful for words mm. mercy yeah. beautiful words yeah so you guys all take good care there right yeah thank you for sharing your big thank anti you so energy much. with us heather yeah lots of love to you heather yeah. thank you so much love to you all there and we're not gonna say goodbye but we'll nope. say until next Bless time and see you later that was amazing isn't I she love lovely heather yes oh my goodness yeah we have had long 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 conversations i just can't get enough like it's she's just so lovely to talk to oh and it makes yeah. me makes me think like yeah big anti-energy for sure but i'm also picking up big matriarch energy too yes. from her like yes. in a big way yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah that is definitely where she is headed mm -hmm. yeah i think she's there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i, I think, think so. she's doing dual roles right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely now Vanessa, you alluded to having a story. Do you want to share your story before we go into our, introducing our next guest? Oh, sure. Uh, so it's, is it a story about your own big auntie energy? Uh, it's a story about my actual, one of my actual aunties. Oh, yes, please. And uh, it's it's related to, to the quiz about sneaking in uh, a niece or nephew into a spot that they shouldn't be in. Okay. <laughs> and um, and it's also related because you asked me, like, what's what's my definition of big anti-energy? And I'm like, well, it's, it's a spectrum, right? So yeah. there's like the, there's the wisdom and the guidance and the correction. But then also there's the be able to confide in, have fun with and, you know, and right. uh, be able to, to act up. So um, when I moved back from from Treaty One, from Winnipeg back to B.C., I was I was uh, 17 and um, during my 18th birthday in in manitoba 18 is legal age for for drinking yes but in bc it's 19 correct so uh so i'm like oh darn it i'm robbed i could have i could have gone <laughs> out to to a bar when i was when i was 18 and in manitoba and so what my uh one of my aunties did she snuck me into a bar she, <gasps> She was like, she was like, well, technically, if it was Manitoba, you'd be allowed. So let's let's bend the rules. So she took from me the to, land rules. I, I, so she took me to a bar. She distracted the 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 doorman, the bouncer, and so she was like just chatting him up, chit chatting, and while she was uh, distracting him, she was like, go go. And so like I ran in, yeah. And so we spent just the evening there, and then had a drink, and then just celebrated my birthday. But it was just Aww. yeah, super super fun. Um, and so that's just one one fond memory, something my mom would not have approved. Would not have approved. Of. Yeah, no. Did your mom ever find out about that? Probably didn't tell her. No, no, no she probably didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was just one way that my aunt's like, you know, you're you're old enough, you're responsible enough. I'm with you. You know, you're you're okay. You're in good hands. And so I feel like fun. there's more to that than just like misbehaving and having good old fun. Like I feel like it like there is something to building trust, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, sure, having fun and everything, but you yeah. also knew that 
you know, you could go to Auntie no matter what, because you didn't need to be afraid. Like she knows you totally, completely, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's she's one of my aunts. Where her and I, we have just the exact same sense of humor, and we just like we just get each other like in a lot of ways. So we're on very similar wavelengths, and um, yeah. So that was that was just a nice nice and fun memory. Yes, one way to show big auntie energy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right on. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I have a a time when I, I'd like to share about big auntie energy, but it wasn't big auntie energy I was getting from an auntie or that I was sharing with a niece. It was, it's what I would call big auntie energy that was self-care, mm. that was self-preservation. And I want to share it because I want to offer it. Yeah. Right. So for others to, to hear. And um, so I, there was a time when uh, someone had had said something to me. It wasn't about me, but it was just not very good words. And they were words that were resting on me and not making me feel well. And I didn't know what to do with them. Were the, was this person, were they being rude or inappropriate? It, it, um I, I suppose racist oh, with the okay. words that were said. And okay. they were words that I didn't want, like a, there was that need to confide in someone to share because I didn't want to just hold on to them. Right? But at no. the same time, I also didn't want to give them power. Mm-hmm. I didn't want those words to be repeated yeah. like ever. I didn't want to give them power. Yeah. And so after a few days of like kind of processing it and still not feeling really good about it, I thought, okay, well, what can I do? What can I do? Because I don't want to repeat the words to anybody. So I ended up writing these words down on a piece of paper, wrote down exactly what was said. Mm-hmm. And I folded that paper up and then opened again and put a pinch of tobacco. And I put that folded up paper on a a cast iron frying pan. Mm -hmm. I grabbed a book of matches. I walked past my husband on the way out and said, only call the fire department if you see really big flames. (laughs) 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 And I went out and I lit that page on fire and I watched the smoke go up. And the feeling that I had was these aren't words that I want to repeat to anybody. It's Mm. not going to be helpful to myself or to anybody else for these words to have any more power Mm. I'm going to let them go up to a higher power because they're too much for me to be able to do something with them so I'm just going to let them go Mm. I'm going to let them go up and I did and as the smoke I watched the smoke go up and I heard this and I looked up and there way up there was an eagle circling up above shut the front door I swear and I just thought Wow, this is so profound. Wow. But here's what's even um, better than that is I don't remember the words today. Wow. I remember the feeling. Yeah. I remember being so upset. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, it, it wasn't good. Um, but I don't recall mm-hmm. exactly what was said to me. Mm-hmm. So they're gone. Like I was able just to let them go. It's- and so for me, that's just, you know, was something that... You know, I have shared it with some of my nieces, you know, at times when they've struggling as I've shared what I did as, you know, as um, to give them ideas on what they can do when when they're feeling harmed in that way. But Mm -hmm. yeah, for me, that was a big anti-energy moment. Totally. And it goes to show that's the power of ceremony, too, right? Because you had a ceremony to to heal from from those harmful world, harmful words. And trusting that inner voice. Yeah. Right. And to me, I think that's also a testament to your big anti-energy, Lisa, that you didn't want to burden or harm anyone else with those toxic 
racist words yes. because it's it's it is harmful when yeah. we're subjected to to these words and hearing uh, accounts of it too. So um, yeah, I, I see why you didn't want to to burden anyone else yeah, with that. Yeah, it's not so good to hang to on to, but it's not good to share with others either because yeah. if it's harmful, let them go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So. Hopefully that might give some some ideas to folks on how to process and just self-preservation. And mm-hmm. Yeah, we're think, in a time, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we're in a time where that's good to to lean into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, it's powerful. So our next guest is Jessica Hebert. And so Jessica is a Métis woman of many talents She owns more musical instruments than she can play, (laughs) and she makes moccasins and beaded earrings and her own smudge, and she was sure to let me know, and balloon animals. (laughs) Balloon animals. Okay. (laughs) She says she loves to challenge herself physically, emotionally, um, mentally, and spiritually. Beautiful. And so I'm so happy to have Jessica come and join us today. So welcome. I'm so glad that you're able to join us today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. This is exciting. In your capacity as auntie? <laughs> Capital A, a auntie. Yeah. Capital A, <laughs> auntie. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Tell me what that means to you to be an auntie. What What is it to be an auntie? It's funny. I, I kind of hadn't really put it into words uh, before we had actually started talking about this podcast. Um, it was more of a feeling and mm-hmm. sort of a, a place where I am in my body um, and a role that I play in my relationships. Um, but when I really break it down, I guess I think it comes down to like telling the real truth. Um, you know, an auntie will, will tell you really how it is. They won't tell you how they think you should know it, but they'll tell you how it really <laughs> is. Um, an auntie will, you know... Uh, I don't know, before the big family meal, they'll sneak you a little bit of, of a taste of the whatever it is off to the side that you're not supposed to have that your mom already told you you shouldn't have. Right. Or or um, they'll they'll let you swear when you're not supposed to, or they'll let you watch the TV show that you weren't supposed to, or like little things like that. <laughs> I think also uh, the role of an auntie is to, um, is to kind of, uh, I don't know, I think it's just sharing that. It's like a responsibility of sharing. Mm-hmm. I think that's really what the role is. Yeah, I think it's like being, um, having a relationship, an individual relationship with someone um, that they don't necessarily have with their parents. So as a, as a kid growing up, you have a certain relationship with your parent, but you have a different relationship with your auntie than you would with anybody else in your family. And I think that, you know, nurturing that relationship and allowing that sort of autonomy for a kid to have a separate type of, of relationship. I think that's kind of what that role looks like to me. Totally. I couldn't agree more with all that, Jessica. And so funny, you're you're touching on so many things on the big anti-energy quiz that uh, we created. <laughs> and so we got your score. It looks like you got 18 out of 21. So yeah, you got yeah. you got some big anti-energy there with you, <laughs> Jessica. I um, called it a, a big respectable 18. Or a respectable 18. 18. Yeah. She wasn't sure if it was a 19 to begin with, but then she decided to go with the respectable 18. Shall we talk yeah. about the one that she wasn't sure about? Uh, yes, I think we yeah. should. Yeah. You're good at snagging them uncles or aunties. She says, was a bit of a wash, haha. I don't think I'm the best at that at all. 
And that brought it to a respectable 18 instead of 19. <laughs> First of all, that, that quiz was fantastic. Like I thought it was really wonderful and spot on. Um, I had a good laugh as I was going through it. I think that's part of being an edgy too. Um, yeah, the, the snag and the uncles, you know, done my fair share for sure. Um, and I think that, you know, I've made some good choices and I've made some uh, choices that I've uh, learned from, if you could put yeah. it that, that way. Um, and, but I, I don't know. I mean, what does it mean to be a good uncle snagger? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So it kind of felt uncomfortable. I was like, uh, it's kind of a wash. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What it, what it means is you have more stories to tell your nieces yes, and nephews. I exactly. think is what it means. And I've got a lot of those. You have yeah, a lot I of got those. a lot of those bad dating <laughs> exactly. stories. There's so. definitely some, some learnings there for sure to share. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I also got a chuckle out of um, your responses, number four. Snuck a niece or nephew into a movie or place that they shouldn't have gone to. You said, can't remember doing this. Now, I want to just stop and think about these words. She didn't say she didn't do it. She said she can't remember (laughs) doing this. Um, Likewise, with drop them off at a party, she says, can't remember doing this. I think you might have selective memory. (laughs) (laughs) So this is where it comes to telling the real truth as an auntie, is that you tell the real truth, but there's times when you got to keep it. Ah, yeah. okay. there we go. So showing that discernment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I would, mm-hmm. I, I would love Jessica. Um, we heard uh, we had Heather on, and uh, she was sharing what big anti-energy means for her. And it's funny because she also talked about truth and responsibility, truth telling, mm-hmm. and and it's a um, it's a role that carries a lot of responsibility. Would love if you could just elaborate a little bit more. What is what is it? Truth and responsibility mean and, for you? And responsible big, to who? Yeah, as yeah. a hmm. as an auntie. Um, let's see. So I think that uh, kind of comes goes along with responsibility is also fun and laughing, but also teaching. So it's the mm. way that we teach. Yeah. Um, I think I was I was thinking about my own experience with that. Growing up, it was I kind of felt like I was taught that from my aunts and uncles. So they were the ones that sort of showed me the way to play that role. And I think we model that with our cousins, or at least that was my experience, was to model those, the, those sort of um, responsibility and, and, and um, life learning sharings um, with our cousins. So <clears throat> like, for example, I have a cousin who's 10 years older than me. She's it's sort of the, the wider spread age gap on, um, on one side of my family. And um, and she kind of played that role for me as an auntie, even though we're cousins, just, just that she was 10 years older than me and she had been in different places in her life. So she was able to share that with me. And I'm and in the flip side of that is I'm auntie to her kids. So mm-hmm. it's like I get to play that role to them. And she so we got to practice that in a different way. So I think the responsibility is um, like, how do I say this? I guess it's about learning boundaries, learning communication, um, sharing um, like lightness sometimes when <clears throat> things can be quite difficult or can be hard. I think it's like remembering to laugh that this mm. this may feel like the end of the world. You're at a relationship breakdown or whatever it is that's happening for you. And you know what? This, this too shall pass. Let's move on to something else. We know that we can laugh through this. We know we're going to have other days that are mm. going to feel very different than where we're at today. And so learning how to share those in a in a kind and loving and warm way uh, with laughter and sometimes with that lightness. 
I love that. So almost helping, helping to keep perspective on things, right? Like when the world can can feel so big and overwhelming and closing in on you, remembering to see see the forest through the through the trees, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I like how you describe the practicing those roles, like practicing with your cousins, and you know, because it that's getting through life, right? It's like trying mm-hmm. and learning and practicing and getting better at the things that we do. Um, And also what struck me is what you described is different than a relationship that you would have with your parents, right? Why? Why is that? Why is it so different? It's a good question. I think um, it was funny. I was thinking about it the other day. I heard someone talking about being a grandparent and how that's different than being a parent. Right. Because when you're a parent, I mean, let me clarify. I'm not a parent. I don't have any kids. And also my only sister, she doesn't have any kids. So technically like in the official definition of the word auntie, I am not an auntie, but I am very much a capital A auntie Yes. Um, in the indigenous, in the traditional sense of the word. Um, and so when I hear people talk about parenting and how grandparenting was different than parenting in that when you're parenting, you're very focused on what you're doing. You're focused on your child. You're focused on doing the best. But when you're a grandparent, you have a bit of distance. You don't have all those personal pressures that you've put on yourself. And so I related that to being an auntie. Like as an auntie, I'm able to parent other people's children in a way that they can't parent or don't parent. And it doesn't mean that it's like against or different or 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 saying anything about the way that the parent is doing their their job as a parent. But it just means that I can bring in a different perspective or as an auntie we can bring in um, different ways of looking at things than mm-hmm. what maybe someone might see in their own family of origin. It's almost yeah. like like not being too close to it, right? Like sometimes yeah. we're just, yeah. you know, I'm thinking about my own relationship with my child and like, you know, so close to it that sometimes it's, you know, I need that auntie or uncle mm-hmm. to, to say, okay, like this is how it's going to go because we're just so invested, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's like we can nudge and poke and prod and kind of open things up a little bit to allow them to think about things in a different way or think about things on their own separate from what they might learn from their parents yeah mm-hmm. that closeness is interesting because uh, it's funny I was thinking about stories around aunties and one of the stories that came up was I remembered when I learned that one of my aunties was not related to me <laughs> we've been talking <laughs> we've about had this that conversation. Yeah. 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 go ahead though please yeah. you've had that same experience yeah? mm-hmm. where you go through that learning process where I was, I don't know if I was devastated, but I was shocked because my relationships with my aunties that are related to me, whether by blood or by marriage, um, wasn't any different than the relationship with my aunties that were just a friend or a neighbor or a whoever else in the community. And I, I just remember being surprised. Like I it didn't, like I couldn't compute, you know, in my head. It just didn't make sense. Um, and I hadn't thought about that in probably a good 20 to 30 even me yeah 30 years so thank you for providing that opportunity for me to reflect on that I hadn't thought about that in a long time yeah I remember when I found out that the that well two of the auntie and uncle that I called auntie and uncle weren't actually blood relation mm-hmm. that I re- I actually remember it really well like being mad like <laughs> yeah. I was mad <laughs> like you, you been letting me call them auntie and uncle all this time You're like, what and I was hell? just because all, it was almost like in my mind in that moment it was like I just 
we lost my auntie and uncle. Mm. But that that was like seriously a fraction of a moment right. before, you know, that, that the conversation went into, but they're but they're so important to our family. Yeah. And they love mm-hmm. you so much. Totally. And mm-hmm. you know, that like that made everything okay. But I just remember the knee jerk reaction right away was to be mad that mm. <laughs> I'd been duped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jessica, just just like you, um, I don't have any siblings, so I'm not technically in a Western sense an auntie either, but um I just feel so privileged when my friends' kids call me auntie or they're like, Oh, here's Auntie Vanessa or here's Auntie Nessie or um however however they auntie describe Nessie. it. Yeah, Auntie Nessie. Aww. Auntie Nessie, that's pretty great. I love yeah, it. yeah. So I, I I totally uh hear hear what you're saying and, and can relate with you in that aspect. And I would love to know, um, as we were chatting before before you joined, I know you work um, in in the corporate world, and I used mm-hmm. to as well. Curious to hear your thoughts. Same with you, Lisa. On where or how does your anti energy show up in the workplace? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I'm laughing. Um, why am I laughing? I'm laughing, I guess, because I. It obviously does. It resonates with me, this question, um, but I'd never really thought of it before. Um, I'm going to say in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so, I've worked really hard on um, boundaries, like my own personal boundaries and what those look like. Um, and I noticed, and I made some changes in my in my career um, sort of pathway during those years. And I noticed that initially, I was initially drawn to really caretaking kind of roles, like um, uh, in, in admin specifically, or um, like a supervisory role where I'm kind of like getting all my, yeah. my people together in one spot and making sure we're all on the same page and and really helping, like in a, in a helping role. And um, I noticed that through my work around boundaries, I probably started to distance myself a little bit more from that and have um, more uh, less of a helper role. Um, and so it's interesting to think about my auntiness. Auntiness? Is that yeah, yeah, it is we're now. Be, yeah, we're making it into one. <laughs> my auntiness, and how does that fit in um, as I've grown as an auntie? So, like being an auntie through different stages of your life, um, I I see it differently. I think my role isn't necessarily to um, to do, and as it is to maybe help someone else do. Mm. So, like my but that's different. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't necessarily know 15 years ago, um, the best way to help isn't necessarily to go in and do it myself. It's more to take a step back. And so those are things that I've learned over the years, specifically at work, but also outside of work. I love that. So it just shows like the, the, the transformation, especially as we get older, right? You have, you, you're able to, to lean on your own experience and your wisdom a bit more mm-hmm. and offer that guidance and support in a different capacity. Um, and so what I'm hearing, Jessica, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you went from helper to now kind of more standing in, in your own power and, uh, and owning your voice and then using that to, to help others rather than 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 doing yeah yeah I would agree with that yeah thank you for saying that that way that's very concise (laughs) I think for myself um I've been sitting here thinking about this um I think for me my auntie energy I, I must have had some really good aunties in my life because I think I'm really a truth teller 
you know, and it's, it's not always comfortable. Yeah. But I don't know how to be any other way, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm somebody that I wear my heart on my sleeve. Like you can be in a room with me, you know, if I'm happy, sad, angry, whatever, like I, you know, I'm a truth teller in that way. I try to be kind, you know, like in the corporate world where truth telling needs to happen. I try to be kind, but I mean, I'm a human being. I'm flawed like everybody is. Um, I think I spend a lot of time when truth telling needs to happen, sitting with myself Mm -hmm. and thinking, why is this so important? Mm. You know, where is this living in me that it, that this truth needs to be told? Mm-hmm. You know, that we need to work as a collective on this truth, getting to the truth. Totally. Yeah, and it's not easy and it's not comfortable and it's very vulnerable, but I just don't know how to be another way. And that's why I said, like, I think I must have had really good aunties in my life to for that just to kind of be a natural thing and yeah to draw in their their strength and, yeah. and guidance and that and I think that's so important and part of the reason why I asked the question is like how do you show up how's your big anti-energy show up in the workplace and it's so important the the truth the telling aspect right because mm-hmm. it's not always easy in the world of work no, especially if you're working in a like a western colonized work environment um if it's very yeah um if it's not diverse, let's say it can be very uh-huh. difficult, right? To be able to, uh-huh. to stand in your truth, speak truth to power um, and and speak up for injustices that you see. Um, work environments don't aren't always necessarily too too kind to that. That's so true. it yeah. does take a lot of courage, right? And yeah. it's like almost uh-huh. like sticking sticking your neck out at times. but it's so important, especially when we think see things leadership or business not being done in a good way. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's a critical role that isn't always filled. I think there's a lot of people that get a lot of places in companies where just by saying yes and by going along. And I think uh, truth telling is, I, <clears throat> excuse me, truth telling is is uh, is quite key to actually having um, a viable company to have um, viable work actually happening. And I think it's a vulnerable role. I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said it's vulnerable and vulnerability isn't something that people talk about or feel comfortable about, especially in a corporate environment um, that that's potentially viewed as a weakness. And I think that truth telling is actually um, is really key. So I think it's a strength. I think Mm -hmm. I think if I if I'm sitting in a space and I'm no longer just telling the truth, then I've cashed in my chips. Like then, mm-hmm. then I, you know, then I've decided it's not worth my effort. This, you know, it, it's easier just to walk away. It might be healthier just to walk away. I mean, really, that's kind of where I'm at with things sometimes. And you need yeah. to evaluate that. But now we've told you ours. You have to tell us yours, Vanessa. Mine, <laughs> In the corporate world where you bring your big anti-energy. Ah, okay. So I think for me, again, it's been been a few years since I left the the corporate corporate environments, but I'm very um, heart centered and people centered. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to either following process and procedure and following the rules, or um, really finding out connecting to people and and finding out like what's 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 going on with you how can how can we connect on just like a 
a deeper than a superficial level, I think that's where my big, big anti-energy comes. Um, just seeing people, meeting people where they're at mm. and then helping them realize their potential and lean into their gifts. Um, I think that's, that's a, a strength I have and a gift that I have. It sure is. You do that very well. Oh, thanks, yes. Lisa. Yeah. And um, because I, I know that like we're all born creators, given us all different gifts, mm-hmm. right? And um, some of us aren't as tuned into it as others. So I think in a leadership capacity or, or a manager capacity, that's one thing I love to do is just help people just like realize, okay, what, what do you love to do? What are you good at? What do you want to do? Yeah. And, and help people uh, uh, realize that for themselves. Yeah. 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 Which is sometimes tough to do. Totally. Because you're making people look inward at themselves, which yeah. is earlier we were talking Area. about. Isn't that where, where anti-energy lives? inside you for yeah like truth that space of truth inside Mm -hmm. you yeah it's interesting i was thinking about um as you're talking about uh work and how anti-energy might show up in work i was thinking about anti-energy and how it shows up in different sort of life stages of like women's life stages yes and so um not being a parent myself um i became an auntie quote unquote auntie before i even really realized i was an auntie and um, I was thinking about like older, as we move into an older part of our lives or as I move into an older part of my life, I'm in my forties. Um, what does that mean? And what does that look like in other areas? And actually I was listening to um, like a, another podcast It's called Not Your Average Aunties. Okay. And, and uh, it's actually uh, a couple of hosts, Mohini and Farheen. They talk about what antihood means to them. Oh. They are um mainly from a getting older and an aging perspective and they're south asian um and what i really connected to in their uh podcast was about how they talked about racialized and marginalized communities having a definition of anti that's very different than a westernized definition of anti Mm -hmm. and how the westernized definition of anti is connected to um sort of older stereotypes or um like like the crone or a hag or that kind of thing. And it's sort of a negative oh. connotation. Whereas in other uh, like indigenous communities and South Asian communities, they talk about an auntie as uh, it can actually be a very positive role uh, to play. And so just thinking about that and where I'm at in my life and what does it mean to be an auntie now versus what did it mean to be an auntie, you know, 20 years ago. And, and uh, yeah, it was just really interesting to hear that connection to other communities as well. Totally. I'd and never stopped to think about that before. Actually, and it's funny you, you mentioned that, Jessica, because I was, um, you know, in preparing for this episode, I was thinking about my own experiences just cross-culturally too. And when I was younger, in my 20s, I used to be quite quite religious and I used to go to church um, uh, frequently. And for a while, I was going to this one Nigerian church. And um, in Nigerian culture, they really embraced the, the concept of aunties and uncles. And one uh, lady in the church really well-respected lady in the church she introduced herself she's like hi i'm angela and you can call me auntie angela oh <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah and so me and my friend were like okay auntie angela and so and and it was just cool and then it's just the, it's just um big part of their culture right and yeah. so i love how you know around the world so many different cultures and nations embrace auntiehood yes yeah yeah yeah, and a lot of like old world cultures, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, on the other side of my family, the Italian side, like aunties and uncles and cousins were like so much a part of 
who we are and and how we get through life yeah. you know like it yeah. was not uh, anything that was separate from us it's very much just a part of our everyday yeah mm-hmm. that's the same on my like on my there's my Métis side of the family but then there's also the Danish side of the family right and they're all everybody's a cousin I just everybody is cousin I don't know how mm. you're related to me but you're a cousin and so it's just the same kind of warm welcoming like um everybody has a bit of a a role to play and it can be from sharing their experience sharing their wisdom or maybe it's like breaking the rules or you know laughing <laughs> and pushing buttons and that kind of stuff but I think it's um it's all rooted in that connection connectivity yes. mm. yeah Jessica, I would love to hear about uh, either like a teaching or a lesson or something that an auntie shared with you once, either a blood auntie or the more broader like cultural context of an auntie. So it's like a a lesson or a teaching or some wisdom, some juicy wisdom. Mm -hmm. So I have this funny, well, I think it's a funny story. My mom is mortified, but I think it's a funny (laughs) story. I think it's a funny story. So one of my aunties, um, when I was, it was early 80s. So I must have been like maybe five or something like that. And it was my sister and I, and we'd gone over and stayed at my auntie's house. And um, we convinced our auntie that my mom or my parents would buy us a certain uh, strawberry shortcake cereal. I don't know if you remember strawberry shortcake, but there was a specific. (laughs) I remember strawberry shortcake. Yeah. So we convinced her that to get that for us when we were there and we ate the whole box and um you know we and then and then she sent us home and my mom because i was like four maybe or five but i was pooping pink for a little bit there. and I, I thought it like at the time i didn't know whatever was fine we talk about it now we talked about it later on and i thought it was hilarious because i learned things about like lying I learned things about um, treats and what it means to have a treat or what does it mean to overdo something. Like I learned so many things about it. And I thought, oh, I think it's hilarious. And again, like <laughs> mom was like, no, we never would do that. Um, but, you know, it's 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 learning through moments uh, that maybe are adverse or funny or any of these kinds of other things. And that was one uh, one that really stood out for me and popped into my head right away when we were talking about it. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, it's a good podcast episode when someone says poop. Poop. <laughs> yeah, that's Stra- a winner. And even better if it's strawberry shortcake yeah. poop. <laughs> pink poop. poop. Yeah, pink poop. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Has, yeah. It, has there been, there been uh, do you have a story that you'd share about a time when you provided anti energy, anti knowledge? <clears throat> Yeah, you know, I mean, there's, um, I kind of went through the Rolodex of like things that I remember. <laughs> and there's moments because there's so many um, nieces and nephews that I have, and I have a godson as well. And, um, and so there was a bunch that I had, but I actually reached out to one of my nieces and I asked her, nice. I said, Hey, I'm on this podcast, I'm doing a guest spot. And I just wanted to see what do you remember? And what how and I wanted to know how it was different from what I remembered. And she came up with this story uh, that she told me, and I'll just tell you what it was. Um, it was about, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. We had gone as a family uh, vacation, and it was a big family vacation. One of those um, uh, we decided as an extended family, all aunts and uncles and cousins and everybody, to ride our bikes and walk 
from, it was long, from Kelowna to Penticton on the Kettle Valley Railway. It was an opening of the Trans-Canada Trail. My uncle works really closely with the Trans-Canada Trail. And so it was a section that was being opened and we decided to go camping. So the thing that she said was um, that she remembers distinctly when we were on this family vacation, um, we were camping and she wanted to go swimming. So I brought her out to the pool and I taught her about the sun and I taught her about uh, the importance of sunscreen <laughs> and how to jump into the pool and make the biggest splash. Aww. And so we thought, I hadn't remembered that until she told that story. And I was like, oh yeah, I totally remember that. And so what's funny about that is um, that would have been, hmm, I'm going to say maybe almost 20 years ago. 15, 20 years ago. Um, but I honestly, I didn't learn to swim until my 30s. So at the time when that happened, I didn't know how to swim. So that's, <laughs> probably why, that's probably why I told her about the sun and about sunscreen and stuff, because I probably wasn't getting in the pool. You're delaying, <laughs> delay tactics. Yeah, totally. Um, so that was the story that she remembered and shared with me. And I thought that was pretty fantastic. I think it's so interesting too, like the things we share or say to others, we might not have give a second thought to, but it's it's funny the impression that other people get and the things that stick with others. And so it just, yeah, I think it's, it's just, it's a good reminder to, for us to think about, you know, the things, the things we say really do or can have an impact, right? And, and stick with people, so. And everyday things, like that wasn't anything that was huge and profound, no. yeah. but it was remembered. Mm -hmm. It was remembered fondly, mm -hmm. right? There were some teachings in it, yeah. yeah. Maybe a little sneakiness. <laughs> and you know, the other thing I really love that you said, and actually Heather said it too, is that in preparation um, for coming on here today that you reached out and connected to mm. a niece or nephew and you guys talked about the relationship and you talked about what it meant. And I just think that's amazing. Yeah. I like, I, I hope that people listening, like that it inspires them to reach out and connect with their own aunties or their own nieces and nephews and to aunties or uncles and their yeah. own nieces and nephews mm -hmm. and, and have those conversations and really honor those relationships. Yeah, I hope so, too, because it's funny how I see things a certain way in my relationships. But relationships are a two-way street, and so the other yeah. person remembers something differently or sees it in a different way. And to actually have those conversations about it really opens up uh, and and deepens that relationship. So I think that's I think that's really exciting, and I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to do that. So thank you to you guys for this podcast. Yeah, and so good. I'm so glad that you came on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic. Is there anything else that you want to add? Oh goodness. Um, is there anything else I want to add? I'm sure there are. I have so many stories that I sort of made some notes about. Oh, go um, ahead. <laughs> um, one thing was, uh, so I wanted to talk about my my godson. I mean, he's four years old. And um, he. I talked to him on the phone the other day. I like to talk to him on the phone uh, because of COVID. And there's some other reasons that I can't, I haven't seen him recently. And so we talked on the phone and he goes to daycare. And so the next day at daycare, he's building a little Lego boat. And he told his teacher that the Lego boat was going to be hit for his mom and his dad and him, but also it's for his auntie. Yes. Which I thought was really great. So to think like, you know, we, we don't always know the impact and back to what we were saying before, we don't always know the impact of what something so simple as a phone yeah. call or a conversation or, you know, an I love you, what that actually means and how that's mm -hmm. carried um, and how that can sort of nurture your relationship. 
Yeah. And when somebody like later on in life will be able to reach back and um, remember something or like how your the time that you spent can just be all the difference in the world to somebody if they're going through something difficult, right? For them to, to know that you're there for them and, and that you always have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, there was one other piece I wanted to talk about around being an auntie, and that's the, the cultural learnings. Um, so in my family and in my experience, my own personal experience, it's a journey of learning and uncovering. Um, what does it mean to be Métis? What does it mean to be a Métis woman? What does it mean to be an, um, a Métis woman in an urban environment yeah. um, in BC versus on the prairies? Um, so my family's uh, does trace back to Red River and area around there. Um, but the question, um, I was thinking about a friend of mine and her kids. So I'm auntie to her kids and she's on her own uh, journey around um, learning and reawakening her connection to her indigenousness. Um, and so we've had, you know, big talks around uh, racism and personal responsibility and connection or disconnection to land and those kinds of really big things and, and like connection to family. Also, what, what does it mean? Like, what's our role in all of that? And so in her journey, I know that she hasn't really connected very closely with her family and her, um, her uh, nation in Saskatchewan. And so I remember we talked about it and I brought in some medicines for her. So I brought in some sweet grass and I brought in some, I make my own smudge. So brought in some smudge that I made for her and, and sharing that and sharing that with her, but also sharing it with her kids and talking about what does that mean and what does that look like and how to use the things and, and how I use them, but then how they could use them in different ways. And so just starting those conversations, bringing the medicines and ha- and then starting the, like just having those conversations and seeing how do you feel about it? What does it look like? What is that? Like having that in your hands, it's a, it's a different thing. So I think that's another role of the auntie is to, you know, push those places and to share um, those cultural learnings and to start those conversations and continue them. I, I couldn't agree more, Jessica. Um, and to me, it, it all loops back to truth telling, a responsibility and courage, right? Bingo. Um, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to have bingo out there by now, for sure. Um, because I think to to reclaim our Métis heritage and to claim our indigeneity, um, it takes courage. I I think, uh, as someone who wasn't raised with my uh, culture, Métis culture, that takes courage, and it takes um, truth telling, right? Especially because Jessica, you you talked about you know things like racism and colonization, and it takes courage to speak truth to power and to start to dismantle mm-hmm. these things and um and yeah and just to, to reclaim our, our heritage I think that's beautiful and I think that's something um, we as aunties can do and um, lean into and welcome and encourage others to do the same because I think when others see us walking in our truths and claiming yes. our truths it allows others to do the same yeah yeah. And what an incredible I, gift to give to somebody too. Yeah. To, you know, what you're talking about, about, you know, bringing, revitalizing your family's culture, right? I mean, what an incredible gift that you have the power to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To give. Yeah. It's pretty, it's a pretty powerful thing. Something so small can be so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, um, 
I was really touched when one of my nieces, my cousin's kid, um, came to me and asked about my beadwork and asked about my moccasins. And she wanted me to show her how to bead. She'd never really done any beading before. Um, and she's in her 20s. Um, and, you know, I had put it out there as an option or available. And like, this is what I'm doing. I'm not hiding any of this stuff. It's right there and out in the open. Um, but I'm not pushing it on anyone. And so when she was ready, she'd, she'd come to me and ask me specifically. And, and I was the auntie that she asked to show her how to do that, which I thought I was really touched by. Like, I thought it was really lovely that she would come to me for that. And so it was really a wonderful moment. I got to visit with the family, visit with her specifically, spend some time to talk about our family and what does this mean? And what is, how is that connected to the beadwork? And what does it mean to put a bead on a piece of leather or a piece of melton? And, and how does that connect us to, you know, our grandmothers and our grandmother's grandmothers and sharing those stories. And um, yeah, I was really touched and, and um, lucky to have that opportunity. You're making me so happy hearing you say that. I'm just beaming. I'm so happy to hear you say that. And I also want to acknowledge right now all of the aunties who have worked so hard to make all of this accessible, right? Like I'm thinking of like Lee, if she's listening, if she's out there, right? Organizing workshops and, and all of her sisters, all of these aunties coming together to support them, to make sure that they happen so that you know, people have these skills and they have something to share with others and to be that that anti-figure culturally. That's absolutely right? true. Absolutely yeah. true. It's a yeah. lot of work. To a whole to bunch do. of aunties coming together to make that happen. So many aunties. Yeah. And it's funny because I call I call them sisters. I call them cousins. I call them aunties. And yes. those are almost interchangeable. Um, it's just really interesting, the relationship, the the basis of that relationship. So I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. grateful um, to folks that have taught me how to be Lisa um, but also um, as you were mentioning Lee and the sisters to sort of put those together that's a lot of work to continue to do and um, I will also flag that the folks that attend those are also putting in work to be able yeah. to attend and so yes. I just wanted to acknowledge that 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 takes um, sometimes some courage and some vulnerability mm-hmm. um, but it also takes commitment and caring so yeah there's a lot that goes into it yeah mm-hmm. I'm I'll tell you I have so many experiences of standing on the the final day of a workshop in a circle with women who have tears flowing Mm. you know because it's so profound to be in this room with other women and and doing the you know doing these things together and unpacking all of what it means together Mm -hmm. I was one of those women that was crying in our workshop Uh, we stood in a circle and um, I was really touched by the honesty and the vulnerability in the room. Mm-hmm. I was also really um, sort of honored to be able to share. We were asked to, if we wanted to, to introduce ourselves in a way that actually introduced our grandmothers. And that was the first time I'd ever really introduced my grandmothers sort of in an official sort of way where I acknowledged myself as a connection and an extension mm-hmm. of them. And I was really touched by that opportunity. Like it really hit me that the work that we're doing um, isn't just, you know, beating together pieces of fabric or sewing together pieces of fabric and beating beads on fabric. It's, it's sewing together those pieces of our, our family tree, our history, yeah. our connection, our, yeah, our solitary. female, female ancestors, mm-hmm. female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. What do you do to fill your cup? What do I do to fill my cup? To keep your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's changed over the years. Uh, 
when I think of like self-care, I don't really think of candles and a bath. Like that isn't really what I think of when it comes to <laughs> self-care. I actually think of hard work, to be honest. Um, I talked before about boundaries yeah. um, and self-awareness. I think those are really key pieces to my self-care. Mm, like if yeah. those are out of whack, I'm out of whack. Um, so I know that that's a constant for me. Um, how do you, you know, just going back yeah. to boundaries, Jessica, because yeah. I know, at least for me, it's it can be really difficult to set boundaries, especially to for close people in our lives, yes. like mm. uh, family or maybe colleagues. So um, what do you do? What is what is set, setting boundaries look like for you? Hmm. Um, it's funny. I think it's like um, I don't know when I need to set a boundary other, or readjust a boundary other than a feeling that I get in my stomach. So I come up against my boundary or perhaps I've crossed over a boundary and I won't know it necessarily going into it. But as soon as it happens, I get this feeling in my stomach mm -hmm. and I know something needs to shift. Um, and so for me, that's the trigger. Um, I also know too, if I say, if I catch myself thinking, if only, if only this happened or if only that happened, then I'm trying to make something happen. I'm trying to... <laughs> be manipulative mm. in a way and so mm. if i catch myself saying if only then i know that i've i've crossed over something right. so so having those self-assessment tools whether it's a physical or like a mental piece um that's sort of how i adjust um looking at my boundaries i love I that so. yeah and so we'll say <laughs> i love it too <laughs> i love it more <laughs> but it's it's um really tapping into your intuition right which is such uh, an anti way of knowing and wisdom mm -hmm. right like tapping into that inner knowing that that intuition within us yeah and yeah. trusting to listen to that that inner voice right mm -hmm. I mean, it's we have instincts for a reason yeah you know instincts are meant to keep us safe and keep us well and so we're listening to them when you know when that happens i think other ways that other people go through and focus on their self-care are things like exercise or you know uh, for me it's playing music i definitely play music and there's a sort of a bit of a meditative piece to that as well for me um sit at the piano and just play songs that i like that i know in my fingers you know that i don't have to think about um there's also going to things like more reading or meditation and more sleep actually and then of course more smudging <laughs> as well so um, sometimes I get out of whack with my connection to my ancestors that way um, I personally connect to my ancestors that way so sometimes that's um, needed more and other times that's needed less so those are some things that I also look at as well awesome and I would love to know Jessica and maybe it's tapping into how do you fill your cup um, but do you have any tips or suggestions or things you do when you feel like your, your big anti-energy just isn't there? Cause let's be honest, sometimes it ebbs and flows, right? Like sometimes we're like, yeah, we got this, we can take on the world. And other days it's like, no, I'm feeling depleted. Um, so what do you, what do you do to, to reclaim that, that, uh, inner fire, that big anti-energy on days when you're like, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, that's funny because when I was prepping for this, I was thinking about times where I felt uncomfortable um, in some of those roles. And part of that was I was uncomfortable in my body. I was uncomfortable about taking up space. I was uncomfortable about speaking my mind. Um, and the term big anti-energy um, sort of also gives me permission to take up that, that space, like be that big energy, be that big anti. Um, 
you know, I got an extra little bit of meat on my bones. That's great. <laughs> I'm not big and there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, it's fantastic. So, um, so I know that when I'm maybe not feeling it is, is when, you know, I might need to reassess, like I said, my boundaries, or maybe I need to sleep more. Maybe I need to eat a little bit better. Um, but also maybe it's, it's fear or maybe it's anxiety or stress that's stopping me from really stepping into my own. Um, and so if I stop looking at myself from other people's eyes and sort of stand where my feet are and look at myself mm. as myself, I can be exactly who I am and own it. And that to me is big anti-energy, just standing in my mocks. Yes. In my kitchen, singing at the top of my lungs, dancing around. It doesn't matter if I'm offbeat. It doesn't matter if I'm off key. I'm right where I am when mm. I'm good. I love that. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds like such a, a sense of groundedness and rootedness. Yeah. And honesty. Yeah. Mm. Truth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming and joining us today. Um, yeah. I look forward to spending time with you again anytime. It was so nice chatting with you, Jessica. And I'm glad that you guys got to meet. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was really nice to meet you, Vanessa. Thank you so much for inviting me on. This was was a really uh, interesting experience, and I'm so happy that we did it. Thank you. You know, I really appreciate the truthfulness and the vulnerability that Jessica shared in talking with us. Oh, totally. Yeah, I just so appreciated how um, heart-centered she was and just so easy to talk to and just so relatable. Um, And to me, that's a big part of big anti-energy too, right? Yeah, it is. Knowing that you can just connect with someone and just share and open up and talk. Yeah, an easy conversation. Totally. Yeah, Yeah. thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, and and little little nuggets of of wisdom and insights throughout. So that was great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you what did you learn? What what are the those nuggets? Talk about those nuggets. What stands out for you? You know what was interesting as she was talking, I'm like, wow, there's just been so many themes interweave throughout, like just characteristics yeah. of of big anti-energy. Um, especially I think for me what stands out is is the the truth telling. Yeah. So we heard that from from Heather and and you know making sure to speak up when it's needed, even when it feels um, awkward or you know that it might be the unpopular vote or voice, right. but to speak up anyways and to use your voice. And, and I was hearing that from, from Jessica too. And that um, sense of responsibility around that. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That it's a responsibility that they have to be able to use their voice. Especially yeah. when it might feel uncomfortable, you know, to speak your truth, even if your hands are shaking. Yes. I remember reading a quote like that before. So I think for me, that's that's been my, my biggest takeaway and a theme I've heard from, from both the women we heard from yeah. today. My Nookum said to me, as far as like sometimes it feels really nervous to speak up, you were put in this position for a reason. Mm. You have a job to do. You know, you have a gift to speak up. And it can be taken from you if you don't. Yeah. You know, you have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that is sometimes uncomfortable. Totally. But there we are. 
And also I'm reminded too that we are here because of our ancestors and how many of our ancestors were robbed of their voices or not allowed to speak up or marginalized. So I think now we are in a position where now we can own our voices and speak up, especially for those who can't speak. So I think that's that's a responsibility of of big anti energy too. Yep. And I think strength doesn't have to be unkind. No, not at all. I think it can be both. And especially, I think, speaking up for what's right, I think that is rooted in love. Yes. Right? And speaking power to truth and speaking up when we see injustices, that's all rooted in love. Yeah. So, and we can do it in in a good way, but also uh, be strong, too, at the same time. I think the world right now needs big anti-energy so much I think it needs big anti-energy to pull it up by the bootstraps Mm -hmm. and to wrap around it yeah and to love it unconditionally yes and be grounded and just rooted in who we are and our values and in compassion and and to help lead us and and move us forward in a good way Mm -hmm. I'll drink tea to that all right cheers Thank you, Vanessa. I'm so glad that you were able to come and join me. I'm so grateful to have you in my circle. Thank you. Oh, it, it was absolutely my pleasure. I just feel so grateful and, and humbled that you asked me to uh, join I you I learn today. a lot from you all the time. Oh, geez. Yeah, Again, marry me, Lisa. Okay. <laughs> Again. <laughs> no, today was amazing. Um, I just so much gratitude. I raise my hands to you and the work you're doing. Um, and the, the big anti-energy that you have. And every time I'm in circle with you, Lisa, I just see you lead with so much integrity. And I just have so much respect for you. Um, and I'm so glad that I got to meet the other two aunties on our show today. So yeah, thank you too. so much. Yeah, you're welcome. So this has been episode four of Beating Together. Thanks to our guests, Heather Meyer and Jessica Hebert. And special thanks to my guest host, Vanessa Lesperance. Beating Together is produced and edited by Aaron Dawson, audio engineer Matthew Jansen. Our theme music was composed by Métis actress and musician Alexa Berard. Our podcast artwork was created by Métis graphic designer Emma Grant. The podcast was made possible through funding from Métis Nation BC.